What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan. And I am Anthony. And this is Let's Do a Podcast. Loki edition. Yeah, that was a really dramatic entrance there. Yeah. As soon as I heard it, I was just like, this is a a good Loki entrance for us. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, is that, I'm guessing that's uh, the copyright-free uh, version oh, of the Loki theme, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, I want to get strikes. Oh, no. I always look up uh, royalty-free stuff because yeah. uh, I, I, I'm not willing to get snagged on that. Which is awesome because, uh, of course, we're going to be talking about uh, the Loki uh, series today uh, and things involving that. But uh, if you had a chance to listen to the soundtrack for that, I pulled it up uh, when I was working just so I could hear it because you, you hear snips, snippets of it during the course of the show and it's like a really good soundtrack it's really mm-hmm. interesting it's kind of kind of got that techno symphonic like very high uh was it high stakes kind of vibe to right it. right yeah but anyways that was pretty that was pretty close to it uh right? it's close I, I feel like that's as close as you could get without having to pay for it so <laughs> I'll i take like it. it thumbs up free i'll take free uh yeah. free and uh strike free so there we go yeah so of course before we talk about our show for the day let's talk about our beer beer so anthony all right so i'm bringing in this beer today uh fresh from my fridge to your ears this is from cowtown brewing company in fort worth uh the beer is called agree to disagree uh is a new england ipa 7.4 no, let's just say seven and a half abv uh, again, New England IPA. It's got a good. Uh, it's got a good bitterness to it. Um, let's uh, let's just take a taste here. I do like it. <clears throat> yeah, it's very good. Very smooth. I mean, I, I feel like it's a good classic. Yeah, it feels like a good classic. So it's really so as good as it is. So we're having it out of the cans right now. As good as it is in the can, it's even better from the tap. But uh, so. The untapped uh, guide here has its uh, style guide as, uh, or it's, I'm sorry, its profile as uh, tropical, pineapple, creamy, grapefruity, and peppery. And I can tell you that's legit. It's uh, coming from the can. This is one of those things where it's like can versus draft. Coming from the can, the, I feel like the flavor is not as full bodied as it is uh, from the tap, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I've had this on tap before, but. Um I really, I feel like whenever I've gone to Cowtown, I usually get their lighter stuff because mm-hmm. I really like their loggers and all that kind of stuff. They make really good ones, so that's usually what I've stuck to. So this is was that the uh, the cold uh, was it the cold Fort Worth beer or whatever they call it? I don't remember what it's called, no. but it's uh, like it's, uh, I know they have their Bud Light clone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but I, I like this. I do. It's it's not a bad one, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so agree to disagree. Uh, it's it. This one is one of my favorites now from Cowtown, but does not hold a candle to my favorite that they no longer have. Everybody's doing it. Mm. If I remember that one, we had that one during the uh, 2019 uh, beer, uh, was it Dallas Fort Worth uh, Beer Fest, oh, North yeah. Texas Beer Fest? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which question mark if that's going to go forward? <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> so close. Still so out in November. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, it, everybody's doing it. I feel like I got a bit shammered drinking that, but it was that one had really good flavor to it. Mm-hmm. This one is the follow up to it. I feel like uh, at least or, or or at least it's its spiritual successor. 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 Right. Uh, I keep asking them if they're going to have uh, everybody's doing it come back, and it's uh, and they say nobody's doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's like not them at least. 
So uh, agree to disagree, though. Uh, I agree to disagree that this one's just as good. <laughs> uh, this one, this one is almost as good. Uh, but I, I still recommend it. It's it's not uh, it's not their number one beer in my book, but it's their number two in my book. So I mean, for just straight Cowtown, I haven't had anything I don't like there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, straight Cowtown. Okay, yeah. So it's like we have we had some collabs that we weren't fans yes, of. Yes, they ha- we've. We've had a collab. I'm not going to mention much more uh, that neither one of us enjoyed. But I feel like, honestly, that's the first beer that we've had on the podcast where we're like, ooh, that's a no for me. Yeah. Let's just say we don't enjoy barley wines. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I do enjoy a good barley wine. Like, I can at least drink it. But it was a pass for me. Yeah. But um, Concur. I know some people that love it. I'll, I'll, you know. More power to you. More more barley wine for you. Yeah, yeah. That's I won't for be me. drinking. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I mean, if you're in the Fort Worth area, go to Cowtown. Oh, and fantastic beer, yeah, fantastic even food, even better barbecue. Their barbecue, oh my god, I could go for it right now. And let me tell you, so the last time we went, I didn't have anything to like alcoholic beverages. I just it was so hot. I was like, I just wanted something else. Fantastic lemonade too. Yeah. And yes, I feel oh. like a child saying that. <laughs> oh, it's they're not. Uh, so a lot of breweries here in town, they uh, they're just they're just about the beer, not about anything else. Uh, for uh, I, I'm usually pretty critical whenever I see a bunch of kids running around a brewery, mm-hmm. particularly when it's a, when it's a place that sells just beer and like and they have water for the kids. Right. But this and this and uh, Cowtown Brewing, I feel like this is one of those places where you can bring the entire family mm-hmm. because you can. They have the amazing beer. They have the really good beer, but they also have like really good food, mm-hmm. and they have drinks for the kinder, for the kinder, the children. Right. Uh, if you want to bring your uh, bring your uh, menagerie with you, uh, and uh, out like excellent outdoor seating areas, it's yep. a great place to hang out. We've done a few events out there mm-hmm. with our uh, with our meetup group. Uh, it's just an overall great place to hang out, drink, uh, chill, watch yep. watch the footballs. Uh, when when football season comes, uh, it's great. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure if we were uh, going out there today, you probably could watch like a bunch of Olympics out there and just mm-hmm. like get a good buzz going. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely a great place. But uh, is there anything as far as like events going on or uh, totally any, any beer news or anything that we should be aware of? <clears throat> um, I've not been trying. I've been so I've been um, pretty out of town for the past couple of weeks. Uh, thus explaining the delay. In our episode yes. here, it's, it's, it's all Anthony's fault. Uh, yeah, that's mine too. I, I really <laughs> haven't been pushing that hard. But um, this is the official return of Let's Do a Podcast. Yeah. We had a good conversation. We're going to actually keep on track and we'll, we'll, we'll be back. And you know what? I think we're going to improve some things too. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I thought we were perfect. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Sadly, I, I, I've been doing a bad job also. I don't know of much beer news. Well, I will say, uh, unfortunately, with things seeming to move in the wrong direction on the COVID front, I think we're going to start seeing a little bit less of things, uh, at least in the near future. We'll uh, keep an eye on the horizon for mm-hmm. things like the North Texas Beer Fest to see if that continues. Yeah. Again, that's out in November. This is now, uh, for, for Ryan and I, this is the end of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're looking at going out maybe like, was that four months from now? Mm-hmm. So uh, August, yeah, four months. So we yeah, shall see. So, <clears throat> I mean, 
I think a few places are kind of waiting to see what happens before a lot more stuff is announced. Okay, so actually something that just popped in my head is, and I know I talked about this our last episode, but our friends over at Strikeout Beer, they actually went and did the collab with Brutal. And so September, ooh, I think it's September 10th, because I'll be out of town, but they will be releasing that. Yep, September 10th, they'll be releasing that beer. I think it's a Pilsner, if I remember correctly, called Mm. Your Least Favorite Podcast. Nice. Um. So go out there. If you're in the area, go over to Brutal, September 10th. They want to, like, kick the keg that night. Like, they want to start the keg and kick it that night. So, oh, great. Yeah. So uh, go out there, drink a lot of Pilsners, have some fun. Yeah. Um, Get it while you can, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told them, I was like, I'm out of town, so I, I better have at least one can waiting for me. Like, right, yeah. But um, I know that happened. Um, I see, I'm pretty sure I talked about him before, but Smedox Brewing. Um, he's a local home brewer. He's working on getting his own brewery actually started. I think it's either in Frisco or Plano. Uh, he's trying to get his brewery going. I also see him just collabing with everybody that he can like, but his stuff is so good. So Mm. again, if you're in the DFW area, look up Smedox Brewing, uh, try to figure out where you can get some of his stuff because his collabs are delicious and just his uh, solo stuff is so, so good. I got to get more from him. Yeah. How do you spell that? Is that S-M-I-T-O-X? Let me look it up to make sure. I don't okay. want to butcher it. But um, <clears throat> he, I, I need to reach out and try to get more beer so we can drink it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's S-M-I-T-T-O-X. All right, extra T. All right, so S-M-I-T-T-O-X. Yeah, look it up on the Googles there. See how you can uh, go about getting yourself some of that good good stuff there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty much the stuff uh, right off the top of my head. All right, so, off the dome, beer news. And now, let's talk about some Loki. Yeah, Loki. I'm very excited. to keep it Loki with Loki. So I, I watched the last two episodes last night because I've been very behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's very fresh inside of this yeah. noggin. And I've watched this. Uh, I last watched it two weeks ago when it first aired because uh, uh, we were going to try to do this last week when, mm-hmm. after I got back from vacation. And uh, just, uh, timing didn't work out. So we're doing it now. And we are going to see if I remember what happened <laughs> and see if, uh, and then see where we can go from there. That's so, right. so first off, uh, I always mention this just cause it is a little bit different. We've changed how we do things. We're not going to break down the whole thing. Obviously. Oh, that Loki. would take us like a long time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're mainly just going to do the whole, what's the show about? Like the quick little snippet and then just talk about the parts that we enjoy. Yeah. And, uh, tell you guys whether you should go watch it or not. Yeah. So the high level here, uh, so there are six episodes of this show. They're each about an hour long. Uh, but the, uh, the rundown from Google is that the Loki, uh, you know Loki, uh, the god of mischief uh, from your Thor movies, from Avengers, from Avengers Endgame, from all those Marvel movies, he steps out of his brother's shadow brother being thor mm-hmm. uh to embark on a, an an adventure that takes place after the events of avengers Endgame. also takes place after avengers the original movie depending on your point of view <laughs> right <clears throat> excuse me but uh it features tom hiddleston as loki it's mm-hmm. got owen wilson 
in the, an amazing turn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Sofia DiMartino, uh, Gugu Mbatha-Raw, Richard E. Grant, uh, Jonathan Majors in a great role, Tara Strong, and a bunch of others. Uh, a lot of great actors in the show. A lot of great performances. A lot of good new actors I'm really looking forward to seeing in future projects. Uh, yeah. Overall, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it was really interesting. I was really interested going in, and I'm really interested going out. This is one of those shows I could probably watch again. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, <clears throat> especially uh, we were talking a little bit before we hit record of just we've we watched videos. I know I've seen TikToks, all this kind of stuff about the the stuff that you might have missed. And there's so much in each every single episode. There's just so much that you look right past that I'm like, I kind of want to go back and rewatch it to see if I can find these things. Yeah, it's really great. So this this show also uh, so put it in context. Uh, this show is on Disney Plus uh, for for those of uh, those of you who are not aware of where it's at. Oh yeah, right. Uh, the uh, so it's on Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, six episodes, as I said. But this comes after uh, this comes after the two previous shows. The first one being WandaVision, mm-hmm. uh, featuring uh, Scarlet Witch and the Vision. And then we have uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, featuring uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and a short term, uh, but apparently Emmy nominated performance uh, by War Machine. So, or, uh, or Rhodey, uh, as, his, as his name actually is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, but this show is kind of following up in that, uh, it's kind of picking up more on the cosmic side of Marvel. Uh, whereas the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was more your uh, ground level uh, international spy mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, thing going on, your Captain America type stuff. Yeah, uh, this is more on the cosmic level, more like uh, more like uh, in space and like uh, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy level stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of like broaching slightly into that kind of mystical. Uh, part of the universe as well, where you have your Doctor Stranges and your uh, right. and your Scarlet Witches, which I I absolutely that that's some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just in general a per, the kind of person I am, I like I'm very much into that uh, sci-fi mystical stuff like that. So mm-hmm. so this very much hit that 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 itch, you know. Yeah. Um, the really interesting <clears throat> thing for me was. With this being Loki, with the show being called Loki, uh, I really thought it was going to lean more heavily on that mystical side because, I mean, Loki is a quote-unquote god, right. lower, lowercase g, god, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Marvel Universe. Uh, he's an Asgardian, uh, brother of Thor. Uh, his dad's Odin, or his adopted dad is, uh, is Odin. Yeah. 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 Uh, but Oof. he's... Uh, but it actually was skewed more towards the space science-y side of things. Yeah, very much stuck just to like the well, the timeline. Yeah, that, that's that's the the whole thing about yeah. is a timeline. But it, the magic like played little to no. They actually, I think they actually made a point of it in, early in the show that magic was going to play little to no role mm-hmm. in this show. Whereas that's kind of like most of Loki's shtick in like his previous like uh, turns in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. <clears throat> but <clears throat> ooh, man, my throat. Excuse me. I I almost enjoyed it. I mean, it it, it obviously almost enjoyed it. Well, I, I so let me explain what I just said. <laughs> <clears throat> I went in thinking it's going to be classic Loki, classic magic, classic. You know, we All did that. get cla- we did get classic. We Loki. did get well, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, still a side of Loki that you don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, in the movies, 
Um, so, but I, so my, my first expectation was it's this Loki that we know it's going to be, like you said, this certain magical kind of stuff. Right. And then we start off the first episode kind of is, you know, cause he's still the classic Loki that we know. Right. He's the, so he's the Loki that stole the, uh, the space, was it the Tesseract, Tesseract uh, yep. in, uh, in Avengers Endgame, which they use as paperweights. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but coming out of uh, coming out of the first Avengers movie, basically, uh, this this kind of follows his journey after he disappears, and mm-hmm. they have to go back into the seventies to get the other stones for mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, and so we follow him going along. But you continue, yeah. So I mean, so after a couple of episodes, you start to see a whole new side of Loki. Yeah, and um, and it varies away from the him using his magic and his tricks and all that kind of stuff, and more like. You kind of you you see the real him, right? Versus the the appearance and the way that he wants you to see him. Well, and that was one of the interesting things I really thought. Uh, just kind of going high level on the first episode uh, called "Glorious Purpose." It really mm-hmm. you really start with twenty twelve uh, post Avengers, the first movie, uh, Loki. Uh, Loki, who he's right. like very uh, contemptuous. He's like at the height of his villainy. Uh, he hasn't had any of his, uh, he hasn't like dark world hasn't happened yet. Right. He's not, uh, he's not friends with Thor, uh, like he is at the end of Ragnarok mm-hmm. or, uh, in Endgame where he sacrifices his life to save Thor. Uh, but they still have to get him to the place where we, I mean, he's the main character of the show. We have to like him. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, ha- they have to get him to the place where we are, uh, liking him as much as we liked him in Endgame and Ragnarok. Right. So how do you get somebody to get uh, to go through like ten years of character progression in like an hour, you get him to love himself. Yeah, you. But they made it work. It was a great story. Yeah. It's like because you basically have this uh, this whole scene with Owen Wilson grilling him mm-hmm. uh, and show, and he has this like basically his microfiche that shows him like his, the progression of his life and that everything's basically written in stone at this point, and shows how he like he killed his mom. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he hadn't done it yet, but he was going to quote unquote do it in the future. Uh, he, he gets killed by he gets killed by Thanos uh, when he tries to stab him, and uh, and like that's the end of his film. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's like whoa, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they they leveraged all that stuff the the uh, the uh, quote unquote actual Loki Loki Prime to kind of get all that progression to get him to the same place again. Yeah. No, I really. I, I did enjoy that scene of just like pretty much Owen Wilson showing him his entire life. Yeah. And I think that's when it did click of just like, I'm he, I, I think for him it almost clicked thinking, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Particularly we have the element where like, he's all about, he was all about getting like the infinity stones or a few of the infinity stones. Right. And then he finds out they're basically worthless. Mm hmm. And so, like, you can see that look on his face where, he, like, he's, like, finds the drawer and, like, it's just, just full of Infinity Stones. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we use them as paperweights. Yeah. He's, like, he just, like, can't use it for Jack in, in, in that place where yep. we don't know necessarily where he's at. We just know he's with the Time Variance Authority. So. All right. Um, so, I mean, pretty much moving on, like, I, another scene, my, I would probably say my favorite scene is seeing all the Lokis. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, in episode five, Journey into Mystery, mm-hmm. when they go into Limbo. Yeah. I loved it. Just 
it, it was fun. It was just fun to see all the different versions because like there were some versions that looked just like him. Yeah, so we had the one that looked that was played by Tom Hiddleston also was President Loki. Right. Yeah, which uh, he's got his own interesting back backstory in the Marvel comics. Which, I bet. So I always thought it was really interesting to see him in this show. I hope we see that like in the MCU at some point. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Alligator Loki. <laughs> we had Child Loki. Is it Croaky? Uh, Croaky. We Cro- have Ki- Kid Loki. Yeah. yeah Kid um, Loki. Who he's uh he something to look forward to member of the Young Avengers. So we may oh, see them again. there we go. Because so, they are setting up the Young Avengers. Um, we have, I, I like to call him uh, Old Man Loki. Uh, classic Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he looks, and so his, with the interesting thing with his costume is his costume is comic book accurate for like yeah. the original comics Loki. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And he's, he was played very well by Richard E. Grant, who is a great, he's a great actor as well. Yeah, he. I mean, I think he played the the role, amazing, like perfect. Oh yeah, really. Did. Like he only had one Even episode kid. to pull that. He, he had only one episode to make it work, and he made it work. That guy acts his ass off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now, did you see Frog Loki? Uh, so that wasn't Frog Loki. That was Frog Thor. Or, oh, it was Frog or, Thor or Throg? No way. I thought yeah. it was Frog Loki. And interesting, interesting thing about that. The frog, lo- frog, frog, got me saying frog, frog Thor, frog Thor, or Throg, was actually voiced by none other than Chris Hemsworth. Oh, <laughs> they actually brought him in to make the uh, 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 noise when he was trying to get to Mjolnir. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Mjolnir is like buried, like maybe like a foot away from him, but he's in this jar. Oh, that makes sense because I saw that and I just assumed it was a Loki, but it, it, it was is a, a Thor. It's a Thor. Yeah, hmm. yeah, because I mean, I saw his hammer and I was like, oh. I'm like, Thor's hammer. Yeah, but you got that, that was so. That was the other interesting thing is like in that particular episode because of it being like the place where all these variances from the quote unquote sacred timeline get put. We see all these references to uh, all these comics that are not really kind of going to ever be in the uh, not ever going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. My favorite reference in that episode when they were just walking around is you see the Thanos copter. Mm-hmm. Which in the early appearances of Thanos in the comics, he had a helicopter. Yeah, that said Thanos on the back mm-hmm. on the tail. Yeah, it was like this old ass helicopter, but they showed it in this episode. So you see this yellow helicopter straight from the comics. It says Thanos yep. on the back. I mean, so uh, I want to see that. I want to see that version of Infinity we, War in Endgame. <laughs> we we want to see OG Thanos. Yeah, I want to see Thanos and come rolling rolling around in this helicopter because OG Thanos was actually like. A stupid piece of shit. Like, like, oh, yeah. he, he was, wasn't. He was powerful. a buffoon. Yeah, yeah, he was a moron. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the uh, it, it was fun to see that, and just yeah. a bunch of other random things in that that universe in limbo, um, and also the uh, the pizza truck. Yeah, yeah. Or the pizza car. I, I I don't know. It's like I, I'm really interested in the backstory for that. I have no clue where how how that came about. But it that was so familiar to me. But, uh, I, it was driving Wilson's crazy. vehicle of choice there. 
Uh, and now uh, the ship that was there. So that comes from the uh, the whole myth, the the urban myth of the Philadelphia experiment, where back in World War II, mm-hmm. apparently the U.S. Navy uh, developed technology to make ships invisible. Mm. Uh, so sort of a stealth technology, but they never once they made the ship invisible, they never were able to get it become a visible again, visible again, and so they never saw any of the sailors or the ship ever again. Mm. Of course, it's all debunked, right. but they leveraged that and basically made it so okay, this ship didn't quote unquote disappear; it was pruned and put into uh, this limbo here, and then it was dis- destroyed by Alia, the smoke dog that eats time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wondered what all of that was about because I really it, it didn't click to me on that on that what the ship was. Yeah, it was just another uh, just another reference. That's that's all it was. It was just another reference to to a thing that occurred. Then kind of people can people in the know can point and say, oh yeah, that's, that's the thing. Blah blah blah. So, what's one of your other favorite scenes that you can think of? Oh, so my favorite scene overall. Can I say all of them? No, I can't. <laughs> Uh, I really, so I really, really, uh, so we'll talk about the ending a little bit later. Cause I really right. enjoyed the last episode and basically oh, yeah. the whole, the whole scene at the end of, end, end of the last episode. Uh, but, uh, the other thing that I really liked was back in episode three mm-hmm. when they were on Lamentis mm-hmm. and they were trying to sprint to, to get on the ship to escape the planet. Oh yeah. So they were running through that town, and then uh, and and they're just like kicking the soldiers' butts, and they're just like trying to get through everything because like all the rich people are on the ship. Right. They know that that they that they know the history of this place because uh, the whole the whole thing is that uh, Loki's variant, uh, the uh, female Loki named Sylvie, uh, she uh, basically what she does is she hides in like these catastrophic disasters, so so that the Time Variance Authority can't find her. Right. Um, but, uh, they know that she, she knows that the ship in the timeline, the ship doesn't make it off the planet and, but they're like, Hey, we've never been here for that. So let's try it. And so they're, they're making a sprint again on the ship and the ship is getting, uh, the city's getting knocked down by this meteor storm because this whole moon is mm. crashing into the planet. And so it's just chaos is raining, buildings falling down, and then the ship gets destroyed by a rock mm-hmm. and then you can just see the defeat on their face they just like get totally deflated everybody gets deflated there's like uh, the guards are like falling on their knees like screaming and like like in total panic right it was like it was like and that was like the end of that episode yep <clears throat> but i thought that was such a it's like an almost like a infinity war way to end an episode truly because yes. you're like oh so they're dead now yeah uh, I mean, we don't see them dying, but we see that they're going to die very soon. Because mm-hmm. if you see, if you look up, the moon's like right there. Yeah. So uh, that was like, but but that whole sequence there, where they it's like it was a very kind of an action heavy sequence. It very yeah. It's yeah. probably the most action in the in the film. Yeah. Or in the the film. I'm so used to doing movies. Uh, the episode six hour film. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Be terrible. Yeah, I would I would have required some intermissions there. Yeah, we that would definitely be one where we could have to watch like quarter talk watch another quarter talk <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah aside from it was that, a great it, that was a great overall the that that whole episode was a very very good episode because for one it was probably the most action-packed yeah on top was, of a good story still yeah because the other because the, the whole the whole purpose of that episode was actually introduce us to uh sylvie mm-hmm. 
because we only bar- we barely met her in the episode prior in episode two when they finally track her down to the Walmart in Alabama during a hurricane. I love that scene. Or the uh, rocks cart or whatever they call it. So yeah. The, basically a Walmart. The supermarket area. Yeah. I, I really, I liked that a lot. I liked that scene. I was, that was my next mention was that scene. Yeah. Um, because not only like, is it just a, a fun scene just cause again, it's a bunch of chaos and, uh, she's, uh, what's it? Whenever she takes over their minds and stuff, what was it called? Enchanting. Enchanting, yeah. Just, she was enchanting so many different people to talk to, uh, male Loki, uh, yeah. you know, the uh, other Loki. Loki um, it, let's call him Loki B. <laughs> and then that's also whenever she enchanted one of the, the, the guards that yeah. was there to try to capture her. Hunter, and, Hunter B-15. Yes. Yeah. And then she started to realize the reality of the whole situation mm-hmm. of just like, pretty much all of this is bullshit that we're doing yeah oh yeah i mean because she's been chased to like her entire life by the tva because she was brought in when right. she was like a little kid um but. so uh, let's let's talk let's go ahead and talk about the ending all right so episode six for all time always so what really gets us to this point is so uh loki and sylvie they end up teaming up to take down the time variance authority uh, they get end up getting uh, Mobius and Mobius or Owen Wilson's character on their side. He's mm-hmm. like because he's like one of the lead investigators, and they get him on their side. They get Hunter B fifteen is on their side. They basically everybody realizes that they are variants, uh, and they've basically been brainwashed into working for the Time Variance Authority to prune other variants from the timeline to maintain this quote unquote sacred timeline. Uh, so what they end up doing is they end up fighting through Limbo uh, and defeating Alioth, the smoke dog that eats time. Um, and by enchanting it and they find this castle at the end of time or it's actually, so they say it's the end of time, but it's like actually technically outside of time because the time, you can see the timeline going around the castle. It's its an own realm or something like that. It's yeah. very, yeah, it's odd. Yeah. But the, uh, but the whole thing where basically what ends up happening though, is we get number one, a jump scare from Miss Minutes, which that was fun. Oh yeah. 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 She's yeah, like that. She she ends up that. being like the creepiest character in this uh, in this whole thing, played by Tara Strong very well. So a so, uh, little sidetrack here: the animated mascot Miss Minutes is inspired by the animated character Mister DNA from Jurassic Park. Oh, really? Yeah, it fits, dude. The, yeah. the, the accent is very similar. As soon I'd as say. I read that, I was like, mm, "That that adds up." Got that got that Southern drawl going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so they end up getting through this, and then we get introduced to. So they things got almost Mephisto-y with uh, with this show because people were trying to if if you're any if at all familiar with what happened with WandaVision, everybody was thinking that Mephisto, aka Marvel's version of the devil, was like behind everything, and it turns out it was just Agatha all along. It was Agatha Harkness, and it mm. was and uh, the the bad guys were Agatha Harkness and Scarlet Witch herself, and that was it. So everybody was uh, so everybody was like up in the mind at the beginning of the show that it's got to be King the Conqueror. It's got to be the guy because like time travel, it's got to be King the Conqueror, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But then when things uh, when things kind of settled down, everybody's like, okay, we've had we've had this whole thing where the bad guy was uh, in one division. The bad guy was like nobody we thought it was, uh, or it was like kind of like a sort of a letdown. Uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, same thing. The bad guy was sort of a letdown. And we're like, okay. With Loki, bad guy is going to probably be just like Loki. It's going to be like another version of Loki that's the bad guy. 
we get to the end and I, sw- I, I swear. So I was familiar before the, I was familiar with the casting news before this, that Jonathan Majors had been cast as King of the Conqueror for mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania right. coming out next year. So when I saw him in the elevator, I was like, holy shit, they actually did it. That is Kang the Conqueror uh, in the elevator. Like the big, he's like going to be the, the, he's like one of the biggest villains. He's like bigger than like Thanos as far as villains go in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or in the, in the Marvel comic universe anyways. Uh, so we see him in there and he's played with such a plum, which like this kind of manic intensity to him. Uh, but we find out he's not necessarily Kang the Conqueror. He's uh, referred to as He Who Remains. Uh, he's basically the last person alive at the end of the universe. Right. Uh, but he's a variant of Kang the Conqueror. But he's uh, basically built the TVA to keep any of his other counterparts from coming to be. And so the reason anybody gets pruned is to keep other versions of himself from being created. Mm-hmm. So, another random fact. I'm just going through facts oh, for yeah. some reason. Um, so, Owen Wilson's character originally wasn't even supposed to like Loki. Oh, really? They weren't even, like, it was originally written as them not liking each other throughout the whole thing. But then they had such a good... Uh, they had very good energy. They had good energy together, so yeah. they changed up uh, pretty much the outcome of this uh, season. Which, that... Uh it becomes disappoint- it becomes like very painful at the end of the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which uh which yeah. We'll get to that. But uh so back to the thing with Kang. So basically the last episode is basically 90% Jonathan Majors doing exposition and kind of explain he's kind of laying out this is what the next several movies when it involves space and time and the mystical stuff is going to be about. It's going to be about me and my variants. Mhm. And so we get introduced to Kang, basically. Uh, and long story short, because Sylvie's whole thing has been taking on TVA, and he's like the top. He's at the tippy top. He's the guy who runs the TVA. And so she's right. like out for blood. She wants to kill him. Loki's like, okay, if we kill this guy, basically the universe collapses, and we get like all these other variants of him, and uh, they're like terrible, terrible, terrible beings. Uh, so he's like, he's like anti-killing this guy now. Uh, she's like, no, fuck that. She shoves him through a, a portal and stabs him. So we get introduced to, uh, Kang basically at the end of his story, which is such a unique storytelling device to get introduced to somebody, uh, at the end of their story. When we're talking about like a multi arc thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course in the movie, you like, they're like, it's, it's, I, I guess it'd be similar to in a, like a two hour, two and a half hour movie where you'd like see somebody dying. It's like. I bet you're wondering how I got here. (laughs) But I guess this would be the television version of that. But it seems like a very unique way to kind of start that story. It'd be like if we saw, uh, after the first Avengers, we saw Thanos get his head chopped off uh, in uh, in the beginning of Avengers Endgame. And then we see how he came to be uh, and uh, then saw the rise of like the uh, Thanos who ended up snapping everybody before he got his head chopped off. Uh, so I guess it'd be similar to doing that. I don't know how necessarily the whole Thanos thing would work, but I'm not a story writer. So I just merely critique people for doing things that I cannot do. So, right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so Ryan, what was your favorite part of the, of the six episodes we got? What was your favorite part of it? Mm. So we talked a little bit about favorite scenes, but what was your favorite? It was like, what was the best thing in your mind? 
So, I mean, I'll kind of go back to what I was saying earlier, which is just seeing the uh, the other side of Loki. You know, because, you know, obviously we see him a lot throughout the Marvel Avengers series and the Thors and, and all, all these shows and movies. We see Loki. Yeah. But we only really know Loki as a certain way. And so it was very cool and i think it was a good move on their mark on their on their side um to show a whole new side right and also on top of just i again i just i love seeing all the lokis yeah it's really just it's really interesting because like throughout this whole thing loki's been a fan favorite but loki's been a villain in every Mm -hmm. basically everything he's been in uh but everything he's been in has been either about either a thor Mm-hmm. Or about B, the Avengers. It's never been really Loki's story. Yeah. And so we get more time with Loki as a character in this show than we have in the past 10 years, uh, 10 years or so of him being in these movies. So we've actually spent more time with him in this show than we have like in any of the other movies put together. Yeah. Plus, I mean, <clears throat> in the in the sh- episode where they're kind of showing Loki his life, that he's just constantly saying, "Why are you like this?" Yeah. Well, I'm the I'm the god of mischief. No, no, no. Like we get that, but why are you like this? Like what? Are you what are you hiding? What like what emotions are you hiding? You just really, like they're really like digging deep. Yeah. And then I feel like you, as time goes on in the episodes. You you see the side that it seems like almost Owen Wilson was trying to get out of him at first, right? Um, so I really like that, and, and it kind of makes more sense now seeing this and then thinking about the ending, wherever Loki dies in the end game, you know, of like why did he sacrifice and why did he do all this stuff? And it's because like even though he's a certain way, he's still, I mean. I think even at a point, like I can't remember if it was him or one of his uh, variant or one of his other Lokis that said, you know, I miss my brother. Right. And I was just like, you know, I mean, it just shows that there, there is a side that actually, even though he did all this shit to his brother, like he loves his brother. He loves right. his family and all this kind of stuff. And Des- so despite his family kind of treating him like shit, his family and his friends and everything. He still loves them, even though they treat yeah. him like shit. Exactly. So I liked that. I, I really did. I, I liked that. We got to see a whole new side of Loki that it was obvious that it was there because throughout the movies, you've seen it somewhat, but it's yeah. always been very quick. And then he goes back to like stabbing somebody in the back, like right. literally. Um, so it's this is the first of, time. It's always, yeah. It's always been kind of a more, uh, it's, he's never been posed as like an, an entirely evil person. More so, he just seemed very confused. Yeah, very confused, very like kind of like lashing out and like trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. Like you, you see that in the very first Thor movie, where he's basically when he uh, goes about trying to kill all the frost giants, yeah. and he's basically when it gets to the end, he's basically like telling Odin, "It's like, hey, I did this for you, so you would love me. I wanted to kill. I wanted to basically succeed where everybody else failed, so you would love me more right. than you would love like anybody else, or I love me as much as you love any of your mm-hmm. other." children yeah so so i i would say that's mine that really i I, just seeing the new side that you kind of knew was there but you never got to see in the movies so what about you so yeah i agree like the character writing on this uh and and this show was uh i would say it's my favorite of the uh of the three uh of the three marvel disney plus shows so far 
which I'm looking forward to multiple more uh, coming up. We have, I mean, we, so already have a, we have already have a bunch on the slate. This may be replaced by uh, a new favorite here, like even next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I think uh, uh, the Marvel's What If comes out like in just like a week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite things in this was uh, the music. Oh yeah, which was done. Very, yeah. We mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the music was done very well. Soundtrack was done by Natalie Holt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Holt has done multiple other. Uh, uh, multiple other uh, things as well, uh, multiple other quote unquote. Uh, she's 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 played a part in multiple other soundtracks, but the other soundtrack she's done is uh, Honorable Woman, uh, for as far as movies go, which that one's a really good soundtrack as well. Uh, but uh, the it's kind of t- kind of leans a little bit on the uh, soundtrack from Thor Ragnarok if you're familiar with it. It's got because it's kind of got that '80s aesthetic because it's like very space mm-hmm. spacey themed got like kind of kind of those uh if you think of like the soundtrack from like blade runner kind of got some of those like kind of synthetic sounds in the background it's right. got this has got that a little bit too so it kind of gives it that uh it's like the main was it the credits the theme that you hear in the credits it's kind of like got that high like woo like a it's like a very high like tension kind of keeping things like mm-hmm. what's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, and it's kind of keeping that tension in place even after the show's over. Uh, and the, her music just kind of does a really good job at setting the tone for the show and kind of yeah. keeping you in the action. Uh, Cause I mean, honestly, can you imagine them running through a few, through the fields to attack this uh, giant uh, attack Alioth with like nothing but like the sound of them running through the grass be very boring. <laughs> it'd be very interesting to say the least. Uh, it's like it's like it'd be like watching those uh, episodes of Big Bang Theory when they don't when they take out the laugh track. <laughs> yeah, which those are always uh, interesting to watch. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, my favorite my favorite thing was uh, Natalie Holt's soundtrack. She did an amazing job. Uh, it really kind of goes to um, the MCU as a whole. They initially weren't that great with their soundtracks. They were kind of forgettable, but they've uh, they, they've done a really good job at kind of turning that around and really putting in some memorable music, right. so you can kind of lean into these themes that keep returning and kind of looping back around to really uh, help you recognize. Okay, this is connected to this. This is like this is a very like uh, particularly for us and you, for those uh, music nerds out there. You kind of hear like variations on these different themes, and you can kind of get an idea. It's like, oh, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the Avengers, but like plus this, the Avengers plus like the Loki theme, or blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, cool stuff like that. So, and that was the thing with me on this is like, this is like the Loki theme plus like Thor Ragnarok stuff going on. Right. And so basically, it was like we got Loki, but he's like back to that place where he was in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So. That's what I thought was really cool. It kind of adds a lot more context to the show. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, is there anything else you want to mention before we uh, move on? Oh, what didn't you like about it? Um, there's always there's always critiques. What could they What could they have done better? I mean, that's actually a hard question for me. Just because, like, there were things. I disliked most of the first episode, but I think really? it's because that was, that was like one of my favorites, particularly with the whole thing with Casey saying he doesn't know what, what a fish is. 
I don't remember that. <laughs> I just I just remember I kind of felt bored with the first episode. Um, or maybe it was the second one. Man, I don't I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen I get I get them all mixed together. Mm-hmm. But um pretty much there was just one whole episode where it was just a setup for what's to come. That's yeah, episode Which, two. Yeah. Okay. So I mean Well, because like there's the first episode where he's basically getting in process and you learn about the TVA. Oh right. And episode right, right. two yeah. is basically where he's now working for the TVA. Uh, but we don't meet Sylvie until like the very end. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but you know, sometimes the setup episodes they're just hard to get through. Yeah, because you're like, I mean, I know it's necessary. Yeah, because, it's tough because you need them. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's just boring. Um, so that's probably what I disliked the most. But again, I mean, like we just said, I think it was necessary to have maybe not all of it, but. You always have to have a setup. You can't just jump into shit because then I'll be confused and almost be bored because I'm so confused. See, it's, it's really different. It's really interesting. It depends on how, to me, it really depends on how you view it. So to those of us who watched it as it was airing, they released one episode per week. Then you watch that episode and you're like, I, shit, I gotta wait another week for an episode. It's like, that was just all set up. Whereas if I watch it now, if I was watching it now, like all six episodes are posted up. Yep. And I can just like go boom, 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 watch it for the, over the course of like maybe just under six hours. And now that setup episode is going to be segged right into the action. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's less of a big deal then. And but, that's what I was doing at yeah. first was really just watching all of it as it came out. But then I slacked on the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. So I watched both of them last night. Yeah. But, but, uh, that, but that second episode, you watch that and you're like, nothing happened. Yeah. So, I mean, really, that's I, I can think. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of right off the yeah. top of my head. But what about you? So the one thing I was disappointed in, uh, and I was disappointed in this after, so I, I was following this in like the trades and like reading different tidbits and stuff about what was going to be in the show, what wasn't going to be in the show, what would have been in the show, but it got cut. Uh, and one of the things I really wish they had kept in was, uh, so we did see Throg, uh, mm-hmm. Where he was buried in, in limbo, right? But there was a, supposed to be a scene. Uh, so and we so we do we see the return of Lady Sif, where she punches the crap out of Loki like in a loop over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was supposed to be a scene in the first episode where they bring in Throg, and Throg just beats the hell out of Loki. Really? So we that just have Frog great. Thor just beating the shit out of Loki. Uh, that's what they brought in. Ended up bringing in Chris Hemsworth because he was going to basically uh, voice the frog, and basically it was going to be this little more zany aspect of it. They ended up cutting the whole thing. Uh, that would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been really cool. So we ended up ended up getting. Uh, it's kind of like uh, kind of like bringing in uh, like a, a just like a A plus actor to just make uh, 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 yeah, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so they burned. Uh, they burned another one of. Uh, they 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 uh, punched another hole in the. Uh, Chris Hemsworth MCU uh, appearances card there, uh, mm-hmm. just to make him have him make silly little noises on the show. Uh, so I really wish we got to see more of like that variant because right. we we got to see Crocodile Loki. I want to see Frog Thor. Yeah. Uh, I wish we got to see variants of other uh, of other uh, characters as well. Uh, while in Limbo, but I yeah. get the feeling if things keep continuing, particularly if things go kind of crazy, like into like the. Uh, new secret invasion territory where you have multiple uh, universes kind of fighting each other for dominance. Mm-hmm. We may see variants of other superheroes as well. Yeah, which so, would be really fun. Which will be really fun. So maybe we will see Throg or uh, uh, was it uh, Spider Pig? 
yeah, <laughs> or yeah. some of those other things again. Yeah. So that yeah. may be interesting. I mean, we we already know when the Spider-Man movie comes out uh, later in the year that we are going to get multiple versions of Spider-Man coming up. We're mm-hmm. going to get uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in with uh, the current Spider-Man uh, in there as well. So we already think, know we're going to yeah. get those. And I think they're doing that because it was a big hit last time. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they worked so well for the cartoon, so like, okay, we got to do Spider-Verse for real, right? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. So uh, so I want, I wish I wish we'd seen that scene, uh, but we didn't. So that was kind of disappointing, but overall, I really, I really just enjoyed this one. Yeah. Definitely more than I enjoyed. So I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier for what it was. I... Both both uh, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were limited because of COVID. So they limited, the, they had to cut episodes, and so they had to cut stuff out that would really help the story develop. Mm-hmm. But uh, the this, I feel like, benefited from having, even though this ep- had episodes cut as well, I feel like it still had the story so much better developed. And it was just like, when they, once they brought in uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang, or, or, sorry, as He Who Remains, it really just kind of took it up another notch. Yeah. Because then we, we see this bigger villain. It's not just like the, uh, just not, a, it's not like the villain is within yourself. It's like there's this external threat. Right. And it's not just a threat to Loki. It's a threat to everything. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of takes it and it's like, all right, now it's like fucking serious. Yeah. So, but that's, Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 what I think, anyways. Well, there we go. Uh, so I feel like we can obviously say it's a cheers for us. I oh yeah, going I recommend it. it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If you got Disney Plus, uh, go watch it. If you don't have Disney Plus, go find a friend who has a login and then go watch it. That's what I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So go watch it. Uh, let us know what you think. Whenever you're either by episode, you know, if you decide to watch it by episode, let us know. I mean, really, I'm I'm always interested to know what people think about this show. I mean, honestly, anything that we watch, I'm yeah. always interested to see what other people think. Yeah. WandaVision, uh, as well. Uh, and, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's like, all I this is like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's a good one too. I, I, I enjoyed it. It's because I feel like it's also setting up, that's setting up the dark Avengers. Yeah. I need to finish yeah. it. I just, <sighs> which have you seen Scarlet? Uh, was it not Scarlet? Uh, Black Widow yet? No. Oh, you gotta go check that out. Too. I know. I'm so behind. But all right, guys. So <clears throat> that's our our thoughts on Loki. Um, so, uh, gosh, it's I'm so rusty. So, so if there's nothing else, Brian, what's your thing of the week? Thing of the week. Thing of the week. Oh, oh okay. Um, so, just because I'm very open about my life my so first off obviously my thing it's never an actual physical thing it's not lately it's just been a lot of suggestions of what you should do with your life um i'm gonna go over down that route again because i've really been struggling uh, very hard with anxiety um so people that don't know me i have severe anxiety like it, it can hit me at any moment especially whenever I have to be social on top of just a lot happening. So within the last week, I've actually gotten like two, maybe three hours of sleep every night just due to anxiety. Um, The thing that has been helping me the most is talking with people. Um, I I have luckily a group of people um, that I talk to pretty much every single day. And I just shared with them. I was like, hey, you know, 
this is something I, I know that it's, I, I don't know why it's, it's almost frowned upon to even talk about sometimes. Like mm-hmm. we shouldn't be talking about that. We have mental issues. So just being able to open up, it feels so much better. And then you find out, Oh, one of my other friends apparently is going through it too. And like, I mean, I know that, I don't know if you still do, but I know that you used to struggle with like social, I don't know if it's anxiety, but I still do. I'm just good at pretending it's not that. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Um, So, I mean, I I know that most of my friends, they understand. And um, honestly, within this last week, it's been the worst that it's been in years. Like, I, I, it's almost been crippling. Like, sometimes whenever I go lay down to go to sleep, at times I, I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't know if I'm having a heart attack or if just the anxiety is so bad right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best thing really I, I just suggest is be open about it, whether you have friends to talk to or not. I mean, even just like I, I was up till like two or three o'clock in the morning one night and I just decided to look up on Instagram. I, I looked up anxiety and I found a bunch of pages that talk about it and share about it. And I was like, just reading all those were good. And I was sharing and, even though it's such a small thing, it's just nice to know that there are other people out there that struggle with the same struggles that you're going through. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and again, like I found a group that I, I can just be like, Hey, I'm struggling. And you know, whether it's just to get online and play video games with them to distract me or, you know, just, it, it's all about sharing, share what you're going through. Cause other people are going through it that, aren't willing that that have the same feeling of like I shouldn't be talking about it for some reason. Yeah. Um so open up uh just just open up and share what you're going through. Yeah, that's the that's the roughest thing about it cuz this has been this is a endemic problem uh particularly in the United States uh where you're basically just like encouraged not to talk about what's going mm-hmm. on because uh, we're seeing this right now with uh with uh simone miles in the olympics where she uh took uh, she stepped back from the team because she was like i'm not mentally like there right uh, or i'm not mentally prepared to uh execute this stuff uh these events uh and people I'm, I'm, she caught a lot of flack yeah uh, she's catching a lot of flack because she said that she's like not like she's not in the right frame of mind, uh, and I mean she and she, but and she was public about it. It's like I'm just I, I I just need to talk to somebody. I just need to take some time and get myself get myself right. Uh, so it's, it's like it's like that that kind of stuff makes it more difficult for yeah. for people who it's, need the help to ask for the help. Exactly, and yeah. it's because like why why are you criticizing somebody that is mentally not able to do what they? Because especially, I mean we know that sometimes the, the the pressure, the anxiety or whatever it is, it's so bad. You physically can't do something. Right. You're right, right. And truly that's how I've been this week. Like I've gone to work cause I have to, but it's just like, I'm not doing stuff. Like, I mean, even just to come here, even though it's to see my friends and ch- chat and just do stuff like it's, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to physically get up whenever like anxiety affects your whole body. Yeah, it's it, it, it kind of develops this inertia. It's like yeah. if you're not moving, you're not gonna move. Yeah, yeah. So for people that struggle mentally with a lot of stuff, seeing that where this this Olympian is she she is brave enough to say I can't do it. Yeah. I just can't. 
and then people are flat out just giving her so much shit. It makes it harder for us thinking, well, yeah, what if I see something? Yeah, like, yeah. I better be careful what I say because I don't want people to like, you know, freaking try to kill me or whatever yeah. it is. Because I mean, I'm, I've I've heard that she's gotten freaking death threats over yeah. all this. It's like so. It's like number one, if number one, fuck those people. If yeah. you have some, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. And number yes. two. If you if somebody comes to talk to you or somebody uh, mentions something about it, don't give them shit. Yeah, help Freaking them. <laughs> love them. Yeah, like, love them. I don't know how many times this week, whenever people have said oh, I've gone through this and having all these issues, people are saying this. I'm like, fuck them, man. Love is love. Like, yeah. Like I will I will always stand behind people that are strong enough to admit that something's wrong, or I mean. Like like you, I mean, if you if you came to me and were like, "Hey, I just need someone to talk to over X," like whether I agreed or not, dude, I, you know, it, it's being there for the person and showing love and and trying to support them, help them through whatever the hell it is. Just be a good fucking person. Yeah. For the love of God, yeah. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Yeah, if you can't be a help, then shut your freaking mouth. Yeah, shut yeah. the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, that's uh, that's my little spiel. So, Anthony, man, I, I mean, feel like I feel like I should have gone first because that was like so much more important than my stupid thing. I want to no, talk about it, for my thing of the week. It's good to get the serious stuff off, so yeah. we can just move on to uh, lighter shit. <laughs> now, now onto rinky dink shit. <laughs> rinky dink shit. That's like Pee-wee a thing Herman. Of the week. <laughs> so, I went on vacation <laughs> two weeks ago. Oh, and, I'm so jealous about this. Yeah, and uh, so one of the my thing of the week, it's like because I still think about this place all the time. So I went to Hollywood Studios. I went to Florida, and I uh, I was lucky enough to get to go to Galaxy's Edge at uh, Hollywood Studios. <sighs> so lucky. And uh, I tell you what, if you have the chance to do this, I tell you what. <laughs> number one, number one, if you get the chance to do this, number one, do your research because there is so much there that's just not on the surface level. Cause they like it's like full on cosplay with the with the crew the the cast members going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you gotta download like the the Disney Play app so you can do data pad. You can do like secret missions and shit. Hmm. And like there's like uh, back alley like sub uh, games and stuff like that going on. Oh, if you cool. know, if you know what you're doing, you can get in there and like do all the secret shit that's in there. Hmm. That you I mean honestly I sh- I didn't do my research going in here and I feel like an idiot afterwards now that I know all this stuff. Uh, but like you can go in, you can do all these things, trade these secret missions and then like go and do like all this cool secret stuff. That's like, just like top notch. If you're not, if you're not doing this stuff, you're not experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to go there. I got to build like a, a droid. Uh, and so it's like, I got this like little remote control droid that was there. Um, got to go fly the money Falcon. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's like legit, like. It feels like you're living in Star Wars when you go there, <laughs> except for like all the damn tur- tours who were in there. Oh yeah. Uh, the uh, other thing was uh, uh, so tips though if you if you get a chance to go there, whether you're going to Disneyland or Disney World, uh, number one, uh, make sure that you get reservations for anything you want to do there. If you want to go build a droid, make sure you get your reservations. Uh, I think you can do them two months two months ahead of time. If you want to build a lightsaber definitely get it in there like ahead of time because otherwise you're not going to get a chance to do it and then uh the biggest thing because i got screwed by this was if you want to go on some of the rides big one is rise of the resistance you gotta seven o'clock in the morning uh at least for disney world you gotta go in and make your reservation for the ride if you don't make your reservation you don't get to ride the dang ride 
uh, you only get a second chance like at one o'clock in the afternoon. And if you don't get it then, you're like done. You don't get to ride the ride. I didn't get to ride the dang ride, so I have to wait until I get to go next time, which who knows when I'll get to go again. Yeah, especially the way things are looking. Yeah. So, uh, so number one, I recommend it. Number two, if you get a, uh, if you're gonna do it, do your research. There's yeah. so much there uh, that's just like not on the surface level, and you wouldn't it, just like any other regular trip to any theme park. If you go to Six Flags here in Texas or anywhere else in the United States, go to Disneyland or uh, you go to like Universal Studios, something like that. That's just like doing doing like a theme park. Uh, this is like doing like an experience, and so. But you gotta you, you gotta know what's going on to experience it. So, Galaxy's Edge, it's freaking awesome. I recommend it. Uh, have fun out there. There we go. <clears throat> so, uh, beer rating, and then we'll, we'll ra- uh, wrap this up. All right. So, agree to disagree. Let's see. We'll, uh, well, let's see if we agree to disagree on this rating here. Mm. Uh, so agree to disagree. I have given this beer a rating of four in the past. What are your thoughts? Four. Oof. Yeah. Now that was as a draft. As the can, if uh, as the can, I give this maybe a three and a half. Yeah, I was thinking either three or three and a half. Yeah. Personally, um, it's so it's good as it sits. You know, I mean, it, it flavor kind of goes away for me. Yeah. I feel like whenever we first cracked it, it was cold. I poured it in there, the sips. I was like, ooh, you know, I mean, the good flavors that you want on a, on a haze. Yeah. As it warms up, it kind of Yeah, goes. it's kind of just gone, and it's like, ugh, it's fine. So Yeah, it makes me miss, uh, mm-hmm. it, it makes me miss the uh, everybody's doing it so much. Oh, yeah. I love um, that beer. So, uh, to be fair, I'll do three and a quarter. Three and a quarter? All right. So. Uh, Agree to disagree. <laughs> so, you're going to do a three and a half? Uh, we'll, uh, do, we'll see, uh, is there anything between three and a quarter and three and a half? I don't know. If not, we'll, we'll just round up. So three and a half. All right. So 3.5. Yeah. I mean, so take it for what you will. 3.5. If yeah. you get it canned. However, if you get it draft, I can personally attest it's a four. So there you go. I recommend it as draft over the can. Oh, I always recommend draft yeah. over can. Yeah. As one does. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, our next movie uh, is... Oh, I already forgot. What's our next movie, Anthony? Starring Bruce Willis. Oh, it is Breach. That's right. You can find that on Amazon Prime. We're actually about to go watch it and record a new episode. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen. But you got to wait another couple weeks for it. So, that's or two right. weeks, one week, I don't know. Uh, two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Yes. Maybe two weeks. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. But for us, it's going to be... Like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where all can they find us? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, So you can find us on Instagram at Let's Instapod, Facebook at Let's Do a Podcast, Twitter at Let's Tweet a Pod, uh, YouTube at Let's Do a Podcast 22, and Google, uh, a Google mail, Gmail. Gmail. uh, Let's Do a Podcast 22 at gmail.com. I think so. Is there anything else I'm missing there? I don't think so. Uh, also, shout out to the uh, Strikeout Beer guys for an amazing commercial they made for us. That was love it. So great. <laughs> uh, I will be getting that from the guys so I can post it up uh, so you guys can hear a fantastic. Uh, just that whole show was fantastic. I was on their show a few weeks ago. It was amazing. Yeah. But, all right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll catch you guys later. All right. Let's end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>